Jazz Wolf. Jazz, Jazz Wolf. Jazz oh! <laughs> Just start the podcast with that. Welcome to Your Music is Bad and You Should Feel Bad. This is Matt Lee, and today is all about Jazz Wolf. But before we get into Jazz Wolf, Rich and Eric saw a deflator mouse at the Met. Mozart in the Jungle won some Golden Globes. We saw some Times Square jazz. Not the best place to see jazz. And that is what leads into Jazz Wolf. And after Jazz Wolf, we talk a little bit about uh, a Brooklyn metal show we went to. But most importantly, Jazz Wolf. Yeah, so we went to to Flater Mouse at the Met, which was super weird because it was in English, which I wasn't expecting. <laughs> Not at all. But um, but I was actually okay with this because I mean it's a comic opera, and so like the jokes are a lot easier to get when you don't have to do the translation <laughs> and or yeah. read the super titles. And also since it's a comic number opera, okay. So for those playing the home game that don't know what that means. So like a Wagner opera, right? It's just music all the time, and then and there's like singing. A number opera is more like the format of like a Broadway show, where like there's acting where they talk, mm. and then they break into song, uh. and then you do a number, and then you can go back to talking. Um, so uh, so yeah, it was a lot easier to follow. In, in English. I'd actually never seen it in English before. And the, the translations on the screen were the translations of the English with the modern, like, the jokes that they added and stuff. And What do you mean? Like, the translations that they had. Right, the, ty- the subtitles? Yeah, the subtitles were of the translations of the English. That, like, because they added a whole bunch of modern jokes. So you're saying the jokes were in the translation? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Yeah. It was what they were saying. It wasn't like the score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're and actually that's pretty common. Is is they have um, right on stuff like this. Like they have a lot of uh, contemporary jokes. Like there was this whole thing at the beginning of the third act. But um, before we talk about that, <laughs> I won't uh, spoil it. I wanted to I say to. I wanted to say that I I thought the cast seemed really young um i okay. yeah i mean just like i didn't i couldn't see like how old they were <laughs> okay. from back there and from everyone's wearing there, a bunch of makeup from our grand well, yeah no the seats, seats were yeah. great but yeah. i'm just saying like i can't see how old <laughs> Actually, someone is and that was there was a joke that they made on that so yeah. okay so there was some weird stuff um okay so for those of you who don't know the plot of the opera this is important to understand some of the jokes and some of the things we're going to talk about so the deal is it's New Year's Eve and there's this uh, and the prince, like some Russian prince Orlovsky is having a ball or a party or whatever you want to call it. And this and this one dude for the partly for the entertainment of the the prince who is like never entertained by anything. Everything's so boring should be on the show. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, he decides to stage this elaborate hoax, uh, on these people, which is also a revenge right, plot, which is also a revenge plot. So, so the way he does it is he gets these people who wouldn't otherwise be invited to the prince's ball. He, he, he comes up with a cover story for him. He's like, 
hey, I got you this invitation to the prince's ball, but since you're not, like, really supposed to be there, like, show up and you need to pretend that you're, like, you know, French aristocracy or whatever. And, like, this person doesn't speak French. And then he'll be like, oh, here are these French people that you should talk to in French, <laughs> you know? and like and, In front of everyone. Right, in front of everyone. And then they look a fool in front of the prince. And so the, so the reason he does this is because there was like a previous night of partying with one of the people that he, that he's tricking where basically like they got super wasted and he gets ditched. And as a result of that, he wakes up, um, like in, uh, in the courtyard of a nunnery, like half naked, yeah, half naked from a tree, hanging from a tree. <laughs> but, but the half naked is like the wrong half okay so he's he's like exposed and so then the joke that they made was they go several he's like he's like it scarred a bunch of the the girls at the nunnery and like several of them took the vow right away others became professional athletes and i was like (laughs) that might have been the best joke actually i was like are you allowed to make that joke? Like it seemed okay, but well. So then, so then, like they 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 cranked it up a couple notches. So at the beginning of Act Three had this very long expository, like break the fourth wall bit from basically like the guy who's supposed to be like the the not the warden but like the janitor at the at the prison, and and he's saying like you know. Uh, you know, we were very careful about where we place people in the jail cells. And he's like, we don't put the, um, the suicidals next to the murderers. And then he goes, we don't, uh, there's another one I don't remember. And then the punchline is we don't put the clergy with the rent boys. Oh, there was an exhibitionist one. We don't put the exhibitionists with the... I forget what it was. Right, but it's not yeah, important with, because yeah. the bundle he goes with the voyeurs. The, oh yeah, yeah, the exhibitions with the voyeurs thing goes. We don't put the clergy with the rent boys, <laughs> and then, uh, and then he makes he says something about like um, they said transvestites a few times, which I was like, I, I like I thought you weren't. I thought that's like a term you weren't supposed to use. I don't know. I think that's still okay. It's oh. but it, it specifically means you're just. A man who dresses as a woman, and that's it. Okay, well, so they like go... That's the only... So they were talking about, like, there are no women in this prison. Um, they're like, and those transvestites didn't fool anyone. At least they didn't fool anyone twice. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, so then and so then when the, when the ladies show up, because, so one of the scams that gets pulled is, is the, the warden of the prison. He shows up at the party, and he has to pretend... That he's like a, a movie a, producer, yeah, a casting director, oh, yeah. like, and so so he tells uh, these girls, one of whom is like, you know, the 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 notorious. She's a she is in the entertainment industry. She's like a, a chorus girl, but she's known to get around. And her sister shows up. Her sister's is a is a is like a chambermaid. Yeah, chambermaid, like a you know, she cleans somebody's house. But she's told she has to show up and claim that she's a Russian actress. She doesn't speak Russian or anything. So they both, the, the warden tells them, like, to come to the prison tomorrow, like, for, um, uh, for like, an audition. Okay? <laughs> and they make, like, a, a casting Just couch. A couch joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because the, the, so they show up and they're like, this place looks super 
weird. Like this doesn't look like a this doesn't look like a producer's office. And the chorus girl, the one who gets around, is like, "Yeah, this can't be." She's like, "This couch is way too small." She's like, <laughs> and she's like, "See, because like you can't do this and you can't do this and like." Um, we skipped over the uh, the fourth wall joke though, but it's not relevant. What's the why we the, uh, some of us have one? to work for a living? Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So he tells this part where when he's doing the whole dialogue, he goes, "He's uh, he's talking about." Um, you know what it's like to work for a living and i immediately in my head was like you're telling us the wrong crowd <laughs> and then like as soon as i had that thought he goes well not you and he points to like where we are and he's like but you the and he points section. up to like the highest tier with the balcony <laughs> family circle which you know the cheap seats yeah. and yeah that got a that got a big laugh out of everybody um uh, <laughs> he pointed at the poor people. <laughs> yeah. uh, Delightful. So, so then, um, uh, what was I thinking about the? Ca- oh, so then he when when uh, you know the girls ask the warden, they're like, "Yeah, this looks super weird for being a you know a producer's office, whatever." He's like, "Uh, yes, it's um, penitentiary productions, and we're doing a a, a production of Crime and Punishment." And and you shall have the role of crime, <laughs> and and then and then later the other girl gets the role of punishment. <laughs> but but then the the chambermaid, she's like, I like because the someone else shows up and is like, you're not an actress, and she's like, I am now. I secured a role with. Penetrate me productions. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I mean, I guess it's a callback to the casting couch thing, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, it was very, it was unexpected. It was not what it's expecting at it the sounds, Met. It sounds like they were updating the script for a different kind of adaptation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. Did somebody like <laughs> mail a script to the wrong place and they're like, well, this is a. Very modern take on it, but all right. They're like, ensure they have a very fat baseline. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, when when the the casting couch joke came up, all of the old people laughed. Yeah, they all yeah. knew what it was. All yeah, they all they all knew what it They've was. They've all owned one at some point or another. Yeah, that was that was super weird. But uh, no, it was good. And the, uh, something cool that they did at the end was like, so if you've ever been in the Met. There's like basically 15 minutes of applause at the end while like everyone yeah. takes a bow. So instead, what they did is, um, is they played, um, what, what's it called? You know, uh, like the circus music. I don't remember. Dun, dun, but dun, 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 dun. Oh, like, yeah. That's not the track, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm yeah. forgetting the style of the. And so, and everyone oh. just, we all just clapped in time. And like, and they did sort of like a chorus line thing yeah. with like the uh, bows, and, and then they dropped the curtain. That was it. Oh, that so, was kind of weird. So it was like five minutes, and you didn't, and there, and your hands like didn't hurt because you weren't like you're just you're just clapping in time, and 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 of all audiences ever, this was the best clapping in time <laughs> I've ever seen anywhere. Yeah. The the worst I ever saw was at a Trans-Siberian Orchestra <laughs> show where I literally cuz there were a bunch of <laughs> there were a bunch of people there who had no clue and I literally saw this one guy who was 
as far as you could get from the beat as possible. Like he was 100% syncopated. Like he was completely lost. Like, and like, um, like that's impressive actually to clap exactly off the beat. Yeah. But, um, no, he's trying to troll the room, man. No. Yeah. Everybody did a really good, really good job on the, on the clapping. Like, uh, I was impressed. So yeah, I don't really have, uh it wasn't it wasn't bad it was good it, there, cool. it, it was unexpected it's but just in english it was good yeah it was weird. in english and they had some jokes that i didn't know you could tell in public <laughs> but they, they told them and they went over no one wrote a letter that was like the last night of that too oh really so yeah. it wasn't like this was the first night and they were trying stuff out and right. somebody wrote a letter that like that, those jokes survived the whole run. So who knows? Maybe the earlier dates were racier. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe, like, the last day, they were just like, fuck it, we're putting all the oh, jokes right. in. Yeah, maybe they were yeah, like, what are they going to do? Cancel the show? Maybe all that stuff was there, like, opening night, and then gradually <laughs> decreased. And then the last, they're like, fuck it, put it all back in. They're like, out with a bang. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. They probably just did the whole the same thing the whole run. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um. But yeah, that was cool. Well, the, uh, I don't know, maybe the aging 1% just doesn't care. Yeah, I don't, well, speaking of aging, so so the, James Levine was conducting, which uh, was weird because I was very surprised that he wasn't conducting Lulu when we went. He didn't conduct either time. Yeah, so, I, I mean, thought he was supposed to be. Well, that's so did I, but I yeah. never looked that up. That was just my assumption. So I don't know if it was just like he just knew he wasn't going to be up for it, whatever. Uh, he conducted that, and I mean, in he, the book, he was he looks really he looks really old. He's like, supposed to be doing four this season. I don't know. I mean, I didn't I didn't read the yeah, no, the I thing. Look, Starting huh. to sound like Mozart in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks well because normally he looks like Sid from Final Fantasy, like that. He is the okay. physical embodiment of Sid from Final Fantasy. Like I don't even I don't even recall seeing him like walk out like no i mean he was just like in the chair the whole time and they mm-hmm. like he, he sat down and and then you clap because he's already there like he's he's getting up there man and but but leansdorf um the so eric leansdorf was actually the only person other person that i know of i don't know if he was the only one who did this or not who both did the met and the bso at the same time and he was he's was like he was like it was impossible and it and it like ruined me and i guess it was what like like five or six years ago that that uh um that he got the same appointment to do the to do the bso and the and the med at the same time and like yeah i mean he looks like really old so i i don't know if it's taking its toll or i actually don't know how old he is maybe he's just maybe he's 90 maybe he's supposed to look super old like but um who knows how much longer He's going to be conducting, so... Go uh, see him while go, you can. Go see him while yeah. you can, yeah. Yeah. So, since I mentioned it mildly related, uh, that dude won a Golden Globe. I think Mozart in the Jungle won at least two, maybe more Golden Globes. Really? I know the lead actor won, and he's he's good. So I, well, I need, so although the stuff he was up against, I don't know. I need to ask, because yeah. I know nothing about award shows. Yeah. So is this like... The Oscars where they have a committee, or is it like the VMAs where they just give you an award because they want you to show up and be on There's their show? There's probably a committee, okay. but it's, um, I think it's still closer to the uh, 
to the the Oscars in the sense that it's um I mean I don't actually don't know who the governing I don't know who the governing globe I mean who the Golden Globes is I don't know mm-hmm. where it comes from I haven't looked into it is what I'm saying okay. but my impression has always been it's closer to like it's yeah it's like another Emmys no. basically but I don't know I thought it was more the like the VMAs either but, huh well but but who's behind yeah. it yeah who's Who giving the awards. Who, no idea. who are the yeah. Golden Globes? It's not like the Record Recording Academy or right. whatever. I don't, it's like, yeah, I don't know who it is. I mean, it might be, though. It might be, uh, you know what it might be? It might be like, uh, you know, see, I'm just going to make shit up, though. I was going to say maybe it's like the... We have the internet. Some sort of... Uh, you have the, the power. Internet. The internet. Would it, be more, would it be more trouble to look it up on your phone right now mm. or to edit it in later <laughs> after exactly. you look it up? We can talk about other things while you find this out. Yeah, but think about how many times I didn't bother to edit things. Right, that's what, no, that was my point. That's why I'm saying you should just look it up now on your phone. Right. Because we never take well, any time to like patch the show together. We never try to salvage this thing. That's that's because we care. However, if you do call the if you do mistakenly call the Golden Globes the Oscars, Jennifer Lawrence will call you out for it. That it's, happened, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. The, there's a whole story with that, though. Oh, yeah. Where's that guy? So um, he, like, he didn't really speak English. Yeah. So he'd written his thing down on his phone. And so that's why that's why he was reading off his phone. Yeah. It's because he had written his question down. Yeah. So then when she, like, made fun of him, like, don't live your life behind the screen. She's really so, making fun of him for not being able to speak english very well, well. Right. well no and so then people were tweeting at her like her previous comments on like how you shouldn't bully people because <laughs> it's like well, that's totally what you did because like, she like because for this dude it wasn't just a choice of like oh i'm just obsessed with my phone it's like yeah i'm trying to do my job well yeah considering my situation like yeah so uh the golden globes is by the hollywood foreign press association which is originally a group of journalists, and basically now, from what I can tell, originally they, a group of journalists. Right. Well, it was. Uh, it stemmed solely from a group of journalists' desire to efficiently and accurately cover all aspects of the world of entertainment. Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean accurately? So, so I think now, it, now it probably is by like, like by like right, right. no, it's okay. Producers it's a, so assign awards based on how much money. you Technically, made. it's a journalist, supposedly uh, a journalistic organization, and. So I'm trying to think what's like the yes, but Rolling Stone is supposedly a journalistic <laughs> publication. Right, exactly. And it's, no, that's it's, what I said. exactly. PC World it, is a journalistic. Not I'm saying that's accurate. Yeah. That's one that's, thing I know. It's a step better than it literally being the people who pay the people they're giving awards to. Right. It's so not it's the VMAs. Like the, the or or even the the Oscars as the uh, or the Grammys. The Grammys is the same thing. Right. It's just record companies. It's it's the recording industry association. So it's like. We, you, who made us the most right. money? It's That's a, self, right. it's it's like, a it's, self-aggrandizing it's like, party. Who gave us the most money? Give them a trophy so they feel <laughs> good about themselves. Because we're getting all those points that they're not. <laughs> right. I mean, obviously, a lot of the people who they give awards to do have a lot of money, but it's also because they made them a lot of money. So, And how much money they made doesn't factor into it at all. Money! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's still not... Like the People's Choice or whatever the fuck. Not that I think the People's Choice awards are that great. Because who are those people? And why do they have the time to <laughs> yeah. vote on these things? Why do they have choice? Uh, well, it's like, I like how the, the Teen Choice, is that like, because they're not people? I'm confused. 
I mean, people have time to vote for who they want on American Idol. I'm sure they'll well, I'm, people, vote for. I'm sure people do vote on like the People's Choice Awards and stuff. But it's like, well, it's like the people. Who are these people? Well, it's also right. like the people who who, who take the telephone people? surveys. Yeah. Who yeah. who when they get a phone call from a number they don't know, not only answers but then proceeds to be like, "Yeah, I have time to give you my opinions <laughs> right. on things." Someone whose time is not worth very much. <laughs> Especially when it's a robot. Cuz it's not even like a person calls you anymore. Oh, you really? Know? I don't know. I've never I've, I've gotten them where I pick up and it's like, "Hello." Red click. <laughs> like I, that's usually how far I get now cuz I'm like, "Fuck you, you're a robot." And I hang up. But sometimes but but somebody must actually be filling out Filling out surveys with a robot. So if someone actually did take the time to call you and they were a real person, would you oh, still I, I stay know, on I've, the phone? I've, I've told them to fuck off, too. I, I just don't, like... <laughs> fuck abru- you, you're not a robot. <laughs> I just don't abruptly hang up who on them the, as much. Who is the comedian... Unless they insist on continuing to talk yeah. as I try to hang up. Who is the comedian whose whole thing was, like, talking to telemarketers? I, I know this bit, so, but I can't so, remember who So it he is. would spend all of his time, like, filling out like you know sweepstakes stuff and, and things getting his phone number out there so that they would call yeah. him so know. that it could oh man i've heard this bit recently too i just yeah. i can't remember who yeah. it is was there a specific Fuck. specific bit though that's that's it exactly what, what spe- but what like, no but this what was, was the this was no i he it was like all his routines were like this but he didn't right, have absolutely. one that was like famous it was but it was uh, always just like stuff salvage from talking to like unsuspecting yeah. people like, I remember the newspaper subscription one. <laughs> and, and, like, he's talking to this guy, and and he's just, like, totally impossible to deal with. And so then he would put him on with his supervisor, and he would suddenly, like, be, like, totally normal. And he'd be like, yeah, no, can you just put, you know, whoever it is back on? He's like, no, I, no, it's it's fine. I just, I, I really want to talk to so-and-so. And they put it back on, and then he would go back into the, like... <laughs> Like incoherent, <laughs> impossible to deal it's with. Amazing. Like yeah. because that way, like because this guy can't get off. Because his manager would be like, "What yeah. do you mean? Like just close the deal." Yeah. He said it was going fine. Why do you keep it? Right? <laughs> like, oh man, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. Oh. Uh, but anyway, oh comedian, I don't know. You're so funny, <laughs> guy. Yeah. We really if, appreciate your work. Hey, totally understand you know who the fuck this guy is we're talking about. <laughs> you should, should listen s- to it. No, you should send an email to ymibpodcast at gmail.com and tell us who it is. Uh, so anyway, you're, you're trying. You want to talk about Mozart in the Jungle, or let us know on Facebook or Twitter. Um, I don't know anything about this, but me, me neither. Yeah. I mean, so, other well, than the thing. when so we I'm, talked about it last time, I'm still I, season two, like just came out, right? So I'm people I'm, were binge watching it. I've, on I've, I've, I'm still watching it. it. I'm nothing has jumped out as necessary to really like go into yet, but I'm watching it in the sense that I will report back if there's something oh, okay. podcast relevant. Uh, so I've, how many hours have you invested for for it's not a little return? It's like ten episodes a season. It's an Amazon right. well, the show. Other thing That's is, like nothing. When you well, yeah. how many much worse shows I've watched completely through <laughs> well the other thing i don't know about you but when i when i wa- quote unquote watch things yeah. i'm usually like practicing or something at the well, same right, no, time I, like, the thing uh, is the second season has been a lot less interesting so i've watched a few episodes but several of them i don't remember what happened because i was i didn't pay as much attention i yeah. was distracted by shit because there's one episode where like the whole thing is they go to because uh his character is from mexico he's only loosely based on dudamel yeah. and like from what they can tell they basically were like this this lady wrote this book. It's pretty popular. It's pretty cool. Let's make a TV show like it. But first thing we do is get rid of this stupid book. And <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, so right. The, someone mentioned the book to me and said it was a memoir. Is that or was yeah, that no. okay? So the main it wasn't character. Like, 
the the the, the person the main character is based on wrote a book about her own. It's perfectly like the conductor's her wife and shit or whatever. No, well, that's oh. the thing. It's like I don't even know if <laughs> you don't even know uh, which character. Was it's, it. Well, no, no, I know the character, but I'm just saying I don't even know if that part of it is even remotely real. Or okay. just like, hey, maybe he should. Maybe they should have like a right. no. on off again thing, and it'll make her no. easy. Right. My guess so, is that they probably just took the thing and then just like here are some characters. Let's right. just make some junk up. Right. Here's the 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 premise at the beginning is she's an oboist. She tries Ugh, out the worst, <laughs> right, right? The worst, and she basically doesn't get into the orchestra. But the conductor, but who she just has a started, cat. he likes her, so he hires her as his assistant. Oh, right, yeah, you, you, told and pseudo mentors her so that eventually she'll be able to get into the orchestra. And then by season two, it's like there's clearly like sexual tension and like stuff between them, and so like the second season. Due to, I think I already, I mean, I already spoiled the, uh, like, like we're full on spoilers on this show, but. <laughs> I wouldn't say you spoiled it. Right, right. It doesn't actually spoil anything. But like, <laughs> Isn't that like quasi-sexual like, harassment, by the way? Time, can we, can we detour to talk about, you know. What? Sleeping with someone you have power over. Well, no, that's what I was ab- yeah. about to tell you about. Is the, oh, sorry. We just the got entire, to talk about the casting no, couch. So <laughs> The entire way that she gets into the orchestra. This is, again, the, the biggest problem with this show is that, yeah. like, it's a good TV show. Just pretend it takes place in another world and don't apply it to your music career in any way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because. Well, orchestral auditions happen behind a curtain. They're blind. Oh, well, I don't know if they actually showed. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That was what I'm saying is you ago. can't sleep your way into an orchestra, or it's very difficult. Well, no, she didn't. Here's what happened: mm. the last episode, the big performance, where I rem- remember in the previous time we talked about this on the podcast. I'm sure you don't remember. Uh, I specific. I said the uh, the the conductor uh, Rodrigo is on the show, uh, so I don't keep referring to him as that guy that's based on that conductor you hate. Um, <laughs> Completely Rodrigo, accurate description. He gets his his ex wife or his wife because they're yeah. still they're just like you know irrationally separated and not really divorced because um, they're both so passionate. And he gets her to play the uh, the Sibelius thing that yeah. he's like this right. is what we must do is the Sibelius. And uh, for that performance, there's also tension with the you know uh, the the union and stuff and. So he's like, I'm going to send cars to pick you all up for the performance and whatever. And they're like, oh, great. So <laughs> there's this other oboist, right? The first chair oboist is this older woman. She's been there for like 40 years, and she just hates the main character and is just totally a bitch to her, and I fully support it. Like, in the show, I'm just like, I have no problem. Like, so what? She's been doing this for 40 years. If she thinks that that girl's not good enough, then maybe she isn't, you know? Like, <laughs> like I, I, the entire I'm, she's trying to, like, win her over, and I'm like, I don't really care if you win her over because, uh, I mean, first of all, you play the oboe, so I don't really right. care if you're good. It's at, hard yeah. for me to be sympathetic to your character. Right. Um, I mean, granted, the other woman does too. But so anyway, the point is, the conductor... I mean, it's implied, and they never make it, like, completely obvious, but it's pretty heavily implied that the conductor had the driver take her totally out of the way, so she would basically be late and not be able to perform. And so they need somebody to fill in the—so the second chair moves up to the first chair. Somebody has to fill in the second chair, and it's his assistant, and— 
so she gets to perform. Because that's that's the union rules totally allow that. <laughs> right. You can just sub in some other person who's not actually a member of the orchestra. Right. They have a sub. They have or a call the list. Union. They but, have a sub yeah, call they have list. Like a real right. sub, but not like, just like right. And, and you're supposed to call that person. Yeah. Yeah. And then to make it even less believable, the lady who's hated her this whole time liked her her second chair oboe performance so much <laughs> that she was like, you know what? You deserve that one. And then somehow in the second season, the other second chair who doesn't have a name or a character is just not a factor. And I think they're now just like both in the orchestra. So it's just a lot. They're of... playing a lot of pieces that call for three oboes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to play. We're going to play a lot of Strauss. Oh, but she Maybe doesn't. Third oh, yeah, and but because of that, because she doesn't play on like every. There's like an right. episode where she's not playing that that piece because they don't need that many oboes right or baby ending i don't know um but anyway, does anyone so, need any oboes <laughs> right exactly i think the uh, answer is no so but the, the, the part that was interesting was that you know is very much like because i was reading more no about bow. it because the show's <laughs> winning yes. words and shit yeah, no bow can we start that campaign like no bow no bow instead of no ma'am no bow <laughs> we could get we could make really like they wouldn't even have to be good shirts because yeah. no seriously people in conservatory are always like oh my god there's a music shirt i'm buying this yeah like we could just make a shirt that's like has like an oboe with the slash there and it yeah. says like no bow like and they would be biased <laughs> yes. yes don't steal our merchandising ideas unless you want to no, let's just do it before the podcast comes out and then give us a percent i would rather sell someone else do the work and i just sell the idea that's what cafe press is for oh, okay or uh any of those sites that you know yeah like when i made the pins yeah. asking me about my brain injury <laughs> It's your first merchandising idea for the show, Matt. Uh, no bow. <laughs> yeah. music is it's not the first idea. Uh, I'm sure. I think we've had several. It's the first one we just... can execute on in 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> That's true. Yes. In a timeline that we would actually follow through on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so like, I, I partially got bored with the second season because there's this episode where like they go to... Uh... He's from Mexico, and so they go to Mexico, and he like... You know, shows around the whole time. And I'm like, what, is, what does this have to do with music? I don't, I don't care. I don't care about any of this. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, that's... I'm still watching that, and I will report back if there's anything particularly interesting, which there isn't. <laughs> so, let's stop talking about it. Uh, so, we went to this... We went to the, the jazz. The jazz. I can, we saw the jazz. I can, Capital I need to T. Give, I need to give background on why, why we went to this. The, so my friend Julia runs a um, like an artist management company, and they like ninety nine percent of their clients are classical musicians. And her and her business partner just wrote this book, which is one of those like um, you know like music like entrepreneurial music business kind of things. Like, hey, you're used to being a performer. Here are some things you can do you know that'll probably help your career and something my parents would buy me sure should we plug the book title oh sure uh activating your i haven't read business it brain. no it's called awakening awakening your, your business brain. your business brain um it's by julia torgovitskaya her her uh management company is called cadenza or so they have two companies it's like i cadenza and cadenza artists and so they were in town for like a various you know, music conference things. And in conjunction with that, they had an event in Midtown 
for the book release at a, a jazz gig with the idea of being like they wanted to get some exposure in some areas outside of classical music. So now um, she was actually going to a show that some of my other friends were playing on, but it was the night that we went to see Deflator Mouse. So, oh, I can't believe I forgot to mention this, by the way. For anyone who ever watched The Tick and there was Deflator Mouse, that's like, oh, yeah. that's where the yeah. name comes yeah. from. Yeah. yeah, okay. You learned something, kids. Get cultured. <laughs> um, but it's not spelled the same way. Yeah. It's like deflator. Like well, it's deflate. like deflate. It's like, right. And, and the opera is like die, like the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. So we couldn't go to that, and and but I wanted to I wanted to see Julia while she was in town. So she was like, "You should come to this jazz show." And now my like, so my thing is, you know, I don't like jazz. And then I went to jazz school, where I had more than enough jazz for a lifetime. And so my immediate reaction was like, "I don't want to go to this." But then I was like, "Oh, but wait." we're all masochists because we do this, this podcast. podcast. So I was like, I was like, do you guys want to go to the show? And at first I thought it was going to be like a, like a hesitant, maybe yeah. you're both like, yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I so, really regretted that so, very quickly. I mean, it was one of those things where it was just like, but it was still uh, hilarious. Yeah. Why not? Well, so, so, so we, uh, so we went to the show and, Okay, so yeah, I want to preface something that's, here. That's so, why we were there. So I was looking it up. Uh, the thing is, so I was looking up the show, and the website, I think, was like timesquarejazz.com. Yeah, timesquarejazz.com. But you go there, and it gives you like the place and the time, and it's like a weekly thing, and then it's just like free jazz. That's like the only... So there's no like who's playing this right. week, who, who the group is or anything. It's just free jazz. Free so, jazz? That's probably where we're in this weird thing where we just came and we're like, hey, man. Where's the jazz? Free jazz? Where's Twelve dollar well cocktails. <laughs> yeah, well some of us didn't purchase any of those. And, hey man, oh, I oh. need to drink to listen to the but, jazz. But to be clear I was hardened by my school experience. To be clear, they're referring to the price. It is free jazz. It's not free jazz. <laughs> In fact, it was very distinctly not free jazz. It was very old jazz. Yeah, it was very old jazz. So now this is something I've thought about a lot like since we went to the thing, right? Because I think everybody knows my deal about how I'm super pissed that orchestras play museum pieces. Yeah. But I don't care if you're in some rando band that sucks because that's how you're deciding to spend your time. Yeah. But so like there's like so much going on here because it's it's like, were these guys, is that what they wanted to play? Did they want to play old sounding jazz? Or was the I place so. like, you need to play something that like people who don't know what jazz is, when they hear jazz, like they're going to show up and like, they're going to be like, yep, that's jazz. I got, I got the jazz going on. My guess would be that it's more that that's why they got hired because that's the kind of jazz they play. So it's probably a combination. Like they want that's the kind yeah, of jazz yeah. they wanted. That but it wasn't so much like, can you guys play that kind of? Jazz? It was just because they looked like they were thrilled to be playing that kind right, of jazz. Right. Then that was my perception as well. Yeah. Is they didn't look like they're like phoning it in. Right. Like like that's right. Their they life. were like, this is their this is yeah. their thing. They really loved playing like the solos that sound like they were just going over the same riffs <laughs> for like all. I was just like, but they were really into it. And with the synth bass part, yeah, the yeah. keyboard. So the so the, it was a trio. It was a uh, drums, uh, drums, drums, 
keys, uh, keys and, a sex. and sex. The keys was mostly it was some kind of like uh, a Hammond electric something. Organ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so she had she. It was, sounded like a split patch, like because she was playing the bass in the left hand, and mm-hmm. then she would play the, either the changes or the solo in in the right hand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it was it was bad. It sounded like. Uh, if you go to Berkeley and they're like, okay, now we're going to teach you how to play the jazz, which right. you need to learn first before you can learn how to do like new things, but you got to like get the jazz yeah. down. Like it's, that's, that's what you would play it's an the ensemble. jazz you start with. Right. It's yeah. beginning. It's the beginning of jazz. It's like. I don't, and this is the other thing I, I said at the show is I don't know if they were playing standards because I don't really know they, standards they that well, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you if they were. No, because... they, they weren't playing standards. I can tell you that. Yeah. The, for having gone to jazz school, that yeah. I did absorb well, that. And to be fair, they if were they were, standards. I probably would have like at least differentiated one song out of all of them. Right. Every, at no, least standards. Right, there was no that's, autumn that's the thing that, that stays, right. There was no autumn leaves. There was no giant steps. There was no autumn leaves. <laughs> no, it was right. All the tunes were indistinguishable. The only reason you knew that it was a different tune was because they stopped. Yeah. Like they all sounded exactly the same. Uh, yeah, it was pretty, it was it was pretty, pretty jazzy. Bad. It was pretty jazzy. If, uh, it's pretty dated. Well, yeah, so that was the thing. It was super weird because, it, right, it's super anachronistic, but at the same time you're like, I mean, but if that's your gig and that's what you need to do to get a gig, like, but then there were there were really hilarious moments, though, where, like, uh, so, again, this is in Midtown, right, which is not, like, we, for those of you who don't live in New York or, you know, don't know a lot about New York, like, you don't really hang out in Midtown, and it's weird. Like, every time I go to Midtown, I'm like, where did all these people come from, and where are they going? Because there's nothing, like, like I don't understand what, why you'd go to, what you go to Midtown for if you didn't work there. Yeah. I live there. And, yeah, you live there. <laughs> you live there, you work there. Those are the only like, two reasons. And, and, and so, like, there's this point where, like, a group of, of like, Midwestern tourists walk in, and then, like five seconds later, like walk out, and I was like, I was like, they couldn't handle the jazz, like, like, but but at the same time, you kind of feel like that was kind of the the target is 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 people who don't really right. know authenticity, or like, yeah, that that's jazz, jazz yeah. is happening. They, they want it, like you know, there was some random couple who started like awkwardly dancing oh, to yeah. it. That's what they want. They want people to be like, ooh, there's some jazz going on here. Also, the way the place is laid out, two-thirds of the people listening to the jazz are eating and cannot see who is playing yeah. the jazz. There's like an entire room there where it's just like tables and you can't see, but it makes sense that it would be like the background music. For... From from all the people I talk to, it seems like there's like a regular group of friends that go and they oh, mostly yeah, yeah. go because one of their friends works there or is in right. the band. Well, there must be like it was uh, this dude showed up, this uh, well-dressed black dude in like a nice coat with like a scarf. The scarf is what gave it away. The scarf, and I mean, I could see he had a case. He was hella jazz. He was. <laughs> did he have a fedora? But on top of that, no. Oh. But he did have like this crazy printed shirt underneath. Which, in its way, own way, is also he was, very jazz. He was stepping out. Right. So, But, the, <laughs> but the, the thing that really tipped me off about him was that as soon as he walked into place, a few other people, like, bolted at him. And this one, this one white dude shook his hand like, <gasps> like he was so, I'm like, 
that is a jazz man right there. <laughs> I know, because that other dude is way too into him walking into this place. And uh, should should say you should cut in, you should splice in um, that jazz man song from The Simpsons. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and the other thing is this place. Keep so keep in mind this place is like super tiny and cramped, right? It's Midtown Manhattan, right? You come down like a few little stairs, and if you don't keep moving. You are a fire hazard, right? So which which we were, which we were, right. which we were the entire time. Especially because, me, right? You come in. <laughs> uh, there's like a table there, and then there's like yeah, the layout was really bad, right? And so this guy came in, and they all like hoarded him and kept him there, and it was like. You guys are all a huge fire hazard right now, yeah. and uh, and then he actually was like, yeah, let me go. Uh, Put away my axe or some shit like my that. My horn. I heard him say some weird shit like like that wasn't the name of an instrument. I, I, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was axe, but it was something like that where I was like, what did you just call it? Like, I don't know. Let me, let me put away my umbrella. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. The my, thing maybe is, it's peace or something. We, like that. we were in the way of the, of the bar back the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah, and yeah. then, but the other thing was, it was like a million degrees in there. Oh, yeah. I was so sweating gross. like the, uh, you know that girl took off her jacket so she just had like her um sleeveless dress and she she was like i'm sweating and every time somebody would open the door to come in you get this blast of super cold air you're like it feels so good everybody was audibly going yeah it was like it was a relief to like get the blast of cold air yeah so so my guess was when that other dude came in is like okay so this is uh this is like the early act this is like the the real just like generic and then then like maybe the good jazz happens you know later at night like when yeah i don't we we, we were there for two sets and yeah. like the, nobody like sat in or anything well, I had, so i don't know right. i had no intention of staying long enough to find out right but, but we did. Guy, no, yeah but that guy was gonna play at some point you like, think yeah he brought an instrument and he was but maybe way he just too, came from his i feel his he either is he gig. either like he was teaching Planned all day to like, sit in or like he was part of the next or like a later act okay. or something. I, I could see I mean, that. Well, because they're probably keep that. Like, I think it went to. I'm like not saying you're wrong. I just like it. You right. know, who knows? Oh, really? Yeah. Because we were. The, it was early. Yeah. Like it started at eight. Right. But yeah. it, I think it went at least to like like midnight or two or something or like. But I feel like the same people play there every week. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not a paid gig. Because there, there are paid jazz gigs well, in New yeah, York, no. just or if it is not a midtown. shitty paying gig. Well, no, yeah. it's, that's probably a, that first band probably gets paid. Uh, yeah. For two, like, full, like, just... Well, here's the deal. There house was, band sets? Here's like, the deal. There was no cover, maybe. but, like, you're saying well was was 12, yeah. and I think, like, anything that wasn't well was 20. Yeah, but, like, nobody was really drinking. Like, they were serving dinner. Well, that's money, too. Well, yeah. yeah. But that means, yeah, they, they then you, they drink after. Or they drink wine with it, which is yeah. usually even a bigger ripoff yeah. well this is my point is it was pretty early right yeah. so you have the the crappy inoffensive band that like plays through dinner and stuff and dinner jazz maybe there's <sighs> serious dudes later or maybe not or i don't know maybe he just goes there to like practice and because he figures nobody who matters will see him <laughs> like, like go to Times square to like try <laughs> crazy shit out like, try yeah. stuff out yeah, yeah yeah that's a good point it would have been know. much better if they just like played jazz wolf through the speakers <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about Jazz Wolf? Oh we my should. god, absolutely. We can't just say Jazz Wolf and then not explain we Jazz it. Wolf. You basically made us do Jazz Wolf. Man. Made yes. us. Allowed us. Gave us a perfect segue into talking about Jazz Wolf. So Eric knew what Jazz Wolf was, but I found it randomly yesterday 
and uh, somebody posted it, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and it's this dude, was he from Wisconsin? Yeah, he's a yeah, jazz guitarist yeah. from Wisconsin, and like, he apparently has a bunch of these albums where it's just like, uh, it's like smooth jazz that then has... Uh, Animal like, sounds or, or nature, nature, nature samples sounds. over yeah. it, like because apparently there's other like there's other ones. Um, By the way, that industry like that makes so much money; it's ridiculous. Really? How much? Well, well he said he said he sold. He was like a gold. He had a gold record. Like he sold a hundred thousand of something. Um, but the there there was an article on Vice um, when I then Googled Jazz Wolf and this woman. It was hilarious. Like, I guess she's obsessed with wolves. And she actually tried calling the guy. And he, like, hung up on her when she wanted to ask him about about Jazz Wolf. And, I don't know, apparently she has a big collection of, like, the, the LPs people send her. But they, it's awful. So, uh, I, I want to get this right. Um, well, while you're looking that I got, up. No, I got oh, the article. I'm just trying to find the the name she used. Here we go. He sold over a million CDs in the relaxation market. Oh yeah, relaxation That's market. Important part because it's like nature sounds shit, like shit you just put on and ignore. Well, and, so I have a cousin who's into like really weird new agey shit, mm-hmm. and he goes to all kinds of conferences, and those kind of people play those gigs, and they sell those CDs. It's a huge cottage industry. Yeah, it's well, absurd. yeah, he sold a million records in it. Yeah. But the, part of the thing was is that he could reuse the same nature sounds. Well, no, and, and, and just she play says different he, shit he does. Yeah, like exactly. they recycle stuff all the time. Right. And the other thing, the thing I got to point out. So if this it, Jazz Wolf is on YouTube, okay, yeah, my <laughs> yes. up, by the well, way. And, was... well, and so here's the deal: if we're gonna listen to like a, like a minute of the first track. The first track has a has a real Sax. saxophone on it, but the rest but of subsequent it subsequent tracks do not. Oh, I did shit. not listen yeah. to the whole album, but the second track I, I did today at work. is clearly <laughs> is clearly the, the saxophone patch on some old crappy synth. So, so I shared this with my coworkers today because we just send like random links on our Slack channel, and they lost their shit. Like everybody just thought it was hilarious. It is, yeah. It's like, it's one, it, there should be a This Exist episode on this. I wonder if there is. If there's not, I'm going to write the dude. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me, let me start at the beginning. Gotta yeah, you got to warm, you gotta warm you up to, to it, dude. Oh, there's some oh, water. Nice water sounds. It's, it's pretty so smooth. Su- it's so soothing. Oh, there's the wolf. That's the jazz wolf. It's also not like, it's this, it's like this on a loop. Yeah. The wolf yeah. doesn't like change it up. It's just like in the pocket, you know. <laughs> also, why would they holding it down? Yeah. Also, why would there be like distinct water sw- swishing sounds? Like with it's the it's wolf? jazz wolf at the beach. Jazz wolf <laughs> on the beach. Beach wolf. Well, you've seen Teen Wolf, right? Yeah. You get the best moonlight at the beach. a line in the art vice article where she goes if nature was polluted with smooth jazz musicians so you also know how it's like you know how it's also a joke when somebody like sings badly to have like dogs howling in the right. background yeah, yeah. it's like this is an entire album just like you're bad playing well, oh, shit, if i'd known we were going to talk about this i should have read someone posted this article 
why do dogs howl along to Adele? But I didn't. That's a hard. But I didn't read it because I was like, I was like. I, well, the thing is, I don't know Adele. Like, I don't know yeah. if I've ever there's heard her no music. Specific, there's no specific. So, there's no. I my guess is that they're made, made something up. Yeah, my, I'm guessing um, too. But I wouldn't be able to like. I wouldn't be in on the joke because I've never heard Adele. But uh, that's an art. <laughs> if you want to read that article and make up your own jokes, uh, that's out there. But no, so Matt, you should skip ahead to get one of the synth. Oh, it's synth so bad. Sax like tracks. ten minutes in, you're yeah. Just go ten good. minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Hear that? <laughs> that is not a real saxophone. <laughs> the, that the might phrasing, even be MIDI. The phrasing is even like someone punching a keyboard. Yeah. Like it's not even. Yeah. See here, they just sound like they're like, oh, please stop. The wolves are not happy about the, Oh, what are you doing? The wolves stop are it. upset that their habitat has been polluted by smooth jazz musicians. Right. That's they, like the soundtrack to a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Like, it is. That's like that's like the part where it's like, now that we've staved off the bad guys long enough for us to have a romantic moment yeah. before one of us is horribly murdered in, in like now, 20 minutes from now. See, had we actually planned? Oh. <laughs> yes. yes. Fuck no, just just leave okay. it on. If we had actually planned for this episode, we would have just had it on the entire time. I'm sorry. There's an hour of it. We would have just said the whole episode would have just been Jazz Wolf. We would have just talked about jazz. Jazz Wolf Plus. Well, we could we could well, still do that. Actually, what I thought about doing was just like do just a jazz episode because this is a great way to just do a, like a straight up like. In case you're not familiar with jazz here's what jazz is all about and how it goes horribly wrong all the time yeah we still can yeah <laughs> uh. the rest of this episode is brought to you by the smooth grooves smooth sounds of youtube not playing in the background of jazz wolf I just wanted to lower it, because then I can. So we can riff over it. <laughs> You're like, it's still too much jazz. So, so that article, like, she's obsessed with wolves. I don't, I don't really well, remember. Like, not only is she obsessed with wolves, she also, like, her last I'm name. I'm super distracted. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's like, also is really Oliver her favorite band or something? <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, her I don't last know. name is Wolf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Her name was, like, right. something. But, she also and, just said she happens to be into wolves, but, like, it was a thing where, like, she's always been just, like, obsessed well, right, with wolves but or then something. She, but then she, someone that she writes, there, there's someone she, like, got an expert opinion on who, who also, also had a last a name, name that was, like... <laughs> that is her favorite animal or something like that. Yeah, something like, like that. that. But what's funny, because that person then is, like, is like yeah, this is utter nonsense, and it's, oh, like, these sorts of things only work when the sound has been structured, you know, so that it, uh, so that it's somehow musically relevant and actually talks about Radovara. Right, because yeah. she, uh, she studies bird songs, and she's, right. she's an actual... Uh, composer and she uh, and she's like transcribed and like analyzed actual yeah. bird song structure before and yeah. and written pieces and knows people's written pieces based on those things right. so, which is the legitimate way to do it <laughs> and every other way well, is awful it's well, jazz wolf I, I would right. look, I would I, 
I would argue that there's not like a more or less legitimate way to do it, but I would well, say that it's one a, is much more likely to produce a result of something that's a, worth listening to. It's a musically relevant endeavor to like in some way because you're because they're trying to analyze whether there is natural music occurring yeah, that animals right. Make. One is much more um uh like purpose driven. It has an academic so, purpose. To you it. could so, do that with math and not have to. Re- record any music well a lot of people do that, that yeah. but that's how we got all that well, terrible we, computer music I, in the I 60s i haven't heard her music it does i don't know right. that this particular woman isn't known for for writing a lot of music that's mm-hmm. what she does she just analyzes bird songs and she the, said she knows people who have also like used them to write pieces and yeah. stuff okay but she doesn't necessarily the, do the piece to listen to though is is the route of our concerto for bird song and orchestra uh cantus antarcticus I feel like we should be segueing into like uh, Caninus and Hate Beak right now. Yes. Yes. Not no. prepared for this. No. <laughs> no. Because also, I have nothing to say about them. <laughs> Hate Beak is the most amazing band ever. Right. What do you have, What do you have to say about it? I have a lot to say about it. The so so Waldo the parrot. For people who don't know, <laughs> so this this is the story, and mm-hmm. I I have my own version of it. Do we need to? Do I need to talk smoother? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like you should be talking smoother? Hate, hate Beak is uh So should just guy. every album just have smooth jazz in the background? <laughs> Give the man a chance. No, I'm just saying this is all So this we guy should. had this parrot named Waldo and uh he noticed something which was every time he would play grind, Waldo would sort of freak out. And so then he was like, you know what would be a really really smooth idea is if if Waldo fronted our grind band <laughs> and then they put out Hate Beak, which had all kinds of bad metal puns, like, uh, well, aside from the obvious one, Hate Beak, uh, Beak of Putrefaction, uh, he, but so then. I think for a while they were playing live shows, but then they stopped because apparently they said, well, Waldo gets scared now, but my theory is Waldo is deaf from from the extreme sound pressure levels of grindcore. Yeah. Thus, the end That's of... That's probably not good for a bird to be... Waldo's in a illustrious <laughs> career. I agree. Yeah. I do not recommend grind music in many capacities. <laughs> that is a shame. The other slightly smoother... Uh, well, oh, so Hatebeat claimed to be the only avian metal band. Their <laughs> Caninus was the band fronted by two Doberman pinchers. <laughs> it kind of sounds like a lawnmower or starting a motorcycle. But, you know, more metal. <laughs> it's real smooth. Oh, the Jazz. Yeah. Thank you, Jazz Wolf. Thank you. I think that's enough, Jazz Wolf. To last us a lifetime. <laughs> All right. Um, a wolf in jazz skin. Should we talk about this awful, awful metal show? Well, we yes. had a bunch of like sick uh, names for. Well, we spent the, the jazz. Whole, we spent the whole time at the jazz show making jazz buns, making jazz buns because <laughs> but, like there was nothing else to do, right? Yeah. And like, 
Somebody asked me how the jazz show went, and I was like, actually, I should find the actual text if I can't remember. My response was, um, there was jazz everywhere. We left after Matt got jazz in his eye. <laughs> <laughs> Which they thought was hysterical. <laughs> I think the comment was, that's the best thing I've heard all day. So yeah, that metal show. Yeah, so we... Right. Speaking of grind. Speaking of grind. <laughs> yeah, so my buddy um, Pete from Dystrophy, he has a new band, Replicant, and they just got signed, I think. And they were playing a show in Bushwick with um, Nick Davidovsky's band Vomit Fist who I'm Facebook friends with, but I hadn't actually met. And then, um, Pierron. So, uh, and then one other band, what was the other band? The Philadelphia band. Cadaveric Spasm. Oh yeah. Oh, Cadaveric Spasm. God, that yeah. that yeah, band. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to that. That band is the reason this podcast exists. <laughs> At least I hope so. I thought Jazz Wolf was the reason this podcast <laughs> I'd rather listen to Jazz Wolf. <laughs> anyway, so... I don't uh, think any of these are why none of these things affect people. <laughs> <laughs> I was affected. I was offended. Because uh, you went to the show. That's yeah. your fault. <laughs> like, yeah, so so this show was it what day? Oh, it was on a Sunday? Sunday, yeah. It was on Sunday a Sunday. Night. And it was seven dollars in some like warehousey kind of bar. As our friend Ivan put it, that's a price I can afford. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then he didn't Which is show up because he didn't yeah. go right. and he lives. Right, yeah, yeah. Ivan lives like right there. He didn't go, and uh, he and I, he's a big fan of Piron, which was why I was like, you should come to the show. And then when I texted him because we were at the show, and I'm like, dude, are you gonna show up before they go on? He was like, oh man, I forgot, and I'm finishing up stuff for work. And I'm like, it's but it's seven dollars. You don't need a job. Um, yeah. So so yeah, Replicant. Uh, Replicant were. You know, they're a metal band. They, you know, they had they had some interesting riffs, but they were um, like I couldn't really understand their their growler. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. Um, I, I, my only note was that he did that thing where you introduce a song and you're like, oh yes, what's called? Yeah, no, he was doing that, and that was very. Yeah, very annoying. Like, the song's called what? Then don't. They all sound the same even, anyway. Why, it doesn't right, matter. Why? Why even tell us the name of the song? I'm not. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's so the band knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's not... uh, and yeah, so then the next band was Cadaveric Spasm, right? That's what. Let me. We, let me. The... Let me. I want to uh, do this chronologically. I want to. I want people to. We like, are feel. No, we are. no, 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 no. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, what do we skip? Let me explain. Okay. This is not not just from the bands, okay? Okay. Because by this point we had already seen the super excited hipster. Oh, yeah. We got it cuz cuz again, we didn't know he was in a band for like an hour, yeah. all right? Yeah. There's this one dude who uh, you know, it's fine like people wear clothes. Uh, but he basically looks like a hipster. He got like a bright yellow shirt, ghost in the super shell. Ghost in the shell shirt. Uh, you know, otherwise, and you know, uh, skinny jeans and whatever, and and the haircut, mop haircut. The, the mop haircut, and yeah. the, like the sideburns. Uh, but we're like, all right, whatever. You know, 
it's good that the kids are into the metal these days and maybe there's right some and it seemed like he brought he knew like everyone there yeah. like he brought a lot of people to this show right so we're like okay cool but the main thing again is that he was super excited he was super like, excited super to be excited. there well and i so, mean he's playing a show and no right. one knows well, who his we band didn't, is well, we didn't know that he was yeah. playing a show we right. just thought he was some super excited dude so uh after like a little while later uh during the next band, which we'll talk about in a second, Cadaveric Spasm, him and some other dudes start putting on, like, corpse paint. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so I, I guess he's in a band? Either that or he's just, you know, again, really excited. But his corpse paint... Are you going to point this out? Terrible. His, no, his corpse paint was like the... Like the... From Blade Runner. Like the <laughs> yeah. block, yeah. the yeah. triangle across, across the eyes. Yeah. And I was like, wait... Is replicant, <laughs> replicant already played. Like, yeah, right. you're putting on the Blade Runner corpse paint, but Replicant already played. So I don't know, like, what you're doing. And then the other yeah. guy put on the wombat face paint, and then I yeah. don't. And then Nick put on face paint, but I don't remember which, what the pattern was. Which was Wait. confusing because Cadaveric Spasm has a shirt with wombat face paint on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait, he's not in the band that's it playing. It was very confusing. Uh, well, for, I thought they just put on face paint to mosh. I was like, these guys are into it. <laughs> yeah, like they're yeah. no, which would be like a pretty hipster thing to do is be like, dude, we went to a metal show and like, 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 let's put on like corpse paint. Like this will be fun. <laughs> so like, clueless. Like though. it's a metal metal yeah. show. Like, which again, we're like super excited. Hipster probably thinks that's what you're supposed well, to do. Well, no, and like every dude that I knew that was into like Avenged Sevenfold, that was always their thing. Was is they would be like, we're going to a metal show. We need we need to do like metal stuff like you know like and they'd have they'd like take their girlfriends and they'd be like yo like put on your black leather or whatever no, strike one you, you, you brought your girlfriends <laughs> amateurs it's <laughs> a metal show um anyway so uh, we'll, we'll come back to that dude when his when his band comes up so cadaveric spasm uh the worst they were the really worst. bad the worst oh so my they had God. the worst guitar player by far he was one of the like uh, I'm pretty sure he was in drop tuning and playing everything with well, one finger kind of dude. Well, that was the thing. He walks out, and he was wearing his guitar super low, and I go, how much do you want to bet the bass player plays a five-string Ibanez sound gear? <laughs> and then he did. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, he came, he came out, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. Is he actually playing a five-string Ibanez sound gear? Because I was joking, and he was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he had, a, he had a SG tuned way down and, like, slanging, slanging low. Yeah. Um, and then the most pointless, the vocalist synth. had this, yeah, had this keyboard that he played like 15, 10 to 15 seconds per song. I think I would, if get that, it. there were right. some songs he didn't play. Right. Yeah. yeah. And some, some but, but, and it was always the most static, like the first thing I think you said was like, it sounded like a foghorn. They were always the oh, most yeah, obnoxious yeah. stabbing synth sounds like that would just like blast yeah. out that had no pe- purpose no contextually. Did not match musically. Like one point, he played this weird little like kind of like really weird, happy, melodic sounding thing, and then almost like realized it didn't make any sense and stopped. Well, for the rest yeah, of the song. it was right. It was super weird. And like, I don't think he'd worked out parts. Well, he, uh, he didn't. He got work, a microcorg for Christmas he and he's trying it out. He didn't work out a lot of stuff because there was one point where um, he he like started to play the synth. And then he was like, oh, wait, I need to sing. And, like, his mic was not positioned such that he could do both of those at the same time. And you could see the gear spinning, like, I got to make a choice. And he chose to sing. Like, it was like, dude, what? I mean, I saw it wasn't like there was a miscommunication with the sound guy. I saw this guy set up his own mic stand. Like, you could have put it where it was, like, over your keyboard. But he didn't do that. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was super out of place. It was it was weird. It didn't make any sense. And like the rest of their stuff was just like total like mass of sound. Like I mean, I guess you'd call it grind. Maybe like, that's their it, thing though, because like their lyrics and what their songs were, it was all like non sequiturs. So well, maybe right. their no, whole between shtick. between every song, he would go, "This next one's about." And and here were some of the here were some of the bits. This next one's about getting eaten by a bear. This next one's about a Philadelphia hero, Buck Dwyer. <laughs> I only wear my seatbelt. Bud Dwyer. I'm sorry. Is it Bud Dwyer or Buck? Dwyer? I have no idea who's who, Bud Dwyer. Who's Bud Dwyer? Does he play? Sounds like, like he plays baseball. That sounds like sports related. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds like he plays baseball. Yeah. That sport that, that I totally don't care, care about, about. Right. Because. It sucks. There's one I laughed at. I can't remember which what it was. I only wear my seatbelt when I'm drunk. Was it that <laughs> yeah. one? No, which, it was the reach around. Which you need to point rounds. out. He 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 didn't say that he was driving. <laughs> right. So in right. his defense, <laughs> he he just said he was wearing a seatbelt. He I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and presume that he's a passenger in whatever car. Would that's weird. Whatever. Um. I'm yeah. I didn't. I don't have a note on the reach. Do you remember there was what he like, says? I don't remember the first oh, word. Oh, oh, he said, right. Okay. I remember this now because I this was one's like, called. this one's called Thanksgiving reach around, <laughs> but I, I can't like, I can't say that with certainty. I was like, what, yeah. what is, what, did, what does that even mean? Like um, the first word I wasn't sure on, but the second one was definitely reach around. No. And so when, so right. So he's going through all this stuff. And so I'm just like, man, all these songs are random. I go, I, I thought to myself, I'm like, I really hope this next one's about cats. <laughs> And and then he goes, this one's for all the hairballs up front. And I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> um, uh. Yeah. Okay. So then they get to the end of their set and he goes, we wrote one new song for this tour. And, th- and then it ended up being like the longest song. It was like super. Lo- it was one of those deals where I guess the sound guy was like, you got time for one more. And then they decided to play their super long song, which, you know, is the sign of a professional act or, you know, the exact opposite of that. Um, yeah, it was that was bad. That's all my notes yeah, for those guys. Yeah, That's all, all I had. Um, man. So then Vomit Fist came up and we saw uh wait we have to talk about their merch well i was gonna get to that but i was gonna say <laughs> okay. first of all we see that uh the that super excited hipster is their vocalist and the first thing uh when they started playing is that they had no was, bass player <laughs> well they had no bass player he was even more excited once they started like the first thing i, I saw him like you know it was like one of those um uh, you know, load-bearing posts. We should also talk about the, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, structural uh, the, uh, string. nylon cord yeah, yeah. holding up the walls. Like, is this structural? Uh, <laughs> That's a load-bearing poster. Yeah, there were several load-bearing posts with weird arrays of, like, strings, like, yeah. attached them. We're like, is this art or yeah, is this I couldn't structural? T- right. I couldn't tell if it was art or if, they, if it was it, holding the building together. Yeah. It was, like, braced against stuff. I'm pretty sure it was holding the building together. I think so, too, because it was, like, some converted warehouse space in Bushwick, yeah. Yeah. like, I used to live in one of those, you know, yeah. like, so he like, I'm pretty sure he jumped on one of those, like the second they started because he was on stage and he like jumped off immediately. Yeah. Um, he ran around a lot. There was a whole lot of he, singers not on stage. I mean, we'll his, to, to be fair, his vocals were exactly what I expected, which is he goes, Rah! and that's pretty much the sound yeah. he makes the entire set. Well, and, and I have, the, I have the note. Don't 
don't growl like for <laughs> for when you're trying to do a mic check. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like doesn't really help anyone. I mean, um, Nick can play. His kid yeah, can no, play. Yeah. So so but. yeah. So Nick was good, and it was like probably my favorite like guitar parts of oh yes yeah, he would right he would have these that's the thing they would have these like moments where you're like man that that lick or that riff yeah. is super cool but it's in this song that goes nowhere yeah. and yeah. then the dude starts screaming again yeah and you're like and right, there's no bass so player well. to fill this out so yeah. why do people have bands with their kids though the drummer's his son oh he is yeah oh i didn't know yeah i think his son started the band actually so maybe it's it's probably his friend who's the yeah ridiculous singer yeah. So like, daddy knows chicks. <laughs> <laughs> he said he'll bring him to the show, but we have to wear corpse paint. It's like, well, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe that was his demand. Maybe he's like, I'll only be in your guys' band if we can wear corpse paint. They were like, yes, <laughs> old school. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, so could you only think of like the replicant thing? Like, no more interesting corpse paint. I I feel like that was Nick's idea. Just because no he does idea. weird stuff. His was like, probably the most elaborate too. Like so. teach Khan. Right, no, right. That's yeah. why I'm saying I don't remember what his what exactly his was because it wasn't I can't describe it in two words. Right. Right. Like replicate wombat. <laughs> you know, the, the other dude was the wombat. I am the wombat that so, should be like our Beatles what, black metal. Song. What did the panties that they were selling say on them? I can't. They said remember. vomit fist. No, no they no, had no, they said something else. On the back. It was no, something on the front about, they said vomit fist. But it was something about there was this phrase. Something about that, like getting stabbed. Fuck, I can't believe we didn't write it down. Oh. Yeah. Uh, wait, maybe I took a picture. It was something about like revenge or vengeance. Yeah. And it was it, uh, and it didn't make it. We were like, how does this apply to, to well, underwear? Yeah, and here's well, so here's the thing. The so right, they had merch and they you know, they had like your illegible metal shirt merch and then right they had these red panties with this with the black print and the thing was they were like i mean they were supposed to be like sexy but they weren't no, like they were, they were cheapest, way too grossest. big yeah and and i heard them somebody say they're like this is the first run of these like <laughs> yeah. this is the prototype no, they basically. just know their audience because you know oh, girls who go to metal shows I don't, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> but uh, like, <laughs> hey, uh, hate mail at uh, yourmusicisbad dot com. Uh. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what you're going on about, but the, <laughs> but they, they did not. I don't think they were selling any of those. They weren't, they weren't. They literally were selling like hotcakes, which last time I checked, hotcakes weren't that popular. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to find if they actually posted like. Or if they have that on their merch page. I know. I think that was like the first. They just got those. Yeah. Yeah. They're not up on the site yet. You got to get them. And one of the bands the... was selling cassettes. Oh, for but real? But I didn't check out whose they were. I feel like it was Cadaveric Spasm. I would think it was it with would, their stuff. I would guess it would be the most thrashy band, but no one was wearing yeah. white high tops. So, I mean, because that's like the thrash kids are all, all yeah. about the cassettes. Man, I can't believe I didn't write that down. Something about vengeance. That's all I remember. But it, yeah, yeah, it was about vengeance was, and like stabbing. Right. And it was so. non-sexual in any way. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I was, yeah. It was just, yeah, it was, it was all around a weird merch thing. choice. And I don't think weird. they sold any of them. Yeah. So I remember him specifically like showing them to people. Yeah. Like he brought people over like, look at the panties we, we made. <laughs> and, uh, and they were like, oh, that's, that's nice. Nobody's, nobody's mind those. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Notice how they say vomit fist on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to see. 
Yeah, not I, that anybody would be able to read it. Yeah, I, like, I, I didn't know it said vomit fist. I mean, yeah, the front, the front did. Yeah. yeah, I knew that because that was their name, and I took several like <laughs> like a minute to look at it and work out. Yep, yep, that's, that's it says that. Yeah, so then that's all the notes I have for them. I don't know if you had. I have. Uh, <laughs> there's a song called either Frogman or Frogman. Oh yeah, and he's like. If you like frogs, you'll like this song. If you like men, you'll like this song. If you like frogmen, you'll love this song. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Did you just say, if you like men? So what you're saying is, if you're gay, you'll love this song. Or straight and female. Or a frog or, furry. Or, yes. There and, were a lot of women and at again, the show. He yeah. does know women. Uh, I think, like I said, that dude drew a lot of women in the show. The other, so, the other, I have two, I have two quotes from him. The other one is, "How many of you are 19? This song is about <laughs> getting older and hating yourself." <laughs> and it was 30 seconds long. But well, and one, he wasn't that old, and two, it was right. in a bar. I'm pretty sure you were supposed to be 21 to be in there. I mean, they had wristbands. Yeah, they so, didn't let anyone in who. But yeah, I don't know if they actually. Uh, I mean, some people, people, some were, people looked young, but I, presumably they were I all think 21. One person raised their hand. But I don't know if they were joking. Remember, yeah, but because but, yeah. metal shows are super serious. Yeah. Be sure to tell it's the important truth. to participate. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he was just uh, uh, they were the uh, least quite a spaz, least terrible band of the night. Uh, Them and Replicant. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would rather. I really could not stand that dude. Replicant. But, yeah, I yeah, I don't I don't like that. <laughs> their their thing. presentation. Yeah. yeah, and then I have I have one note for Piron. Uh, okay. Which is that the vocalist spent the entire first song on the floor. No, 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 which, no, no. The whole set yeah. until we well, left. Right. We, we which was like three songs. We, we left after like two songs. <laughs> yeah, but if that. But it, no, and so my comment was: there's a reason it's called stage presence, dude. Right. Yeah. So the whole thing was, yeah, the the it was a high enough stage that like there's enough of a crowd that basically the entire first song I was like, where's the, where's vocalist? the vocalist? Yeah, because I could not see him. Yeah, he he decided to be yeah. on the floor he thought it was important that he make that connection with like three people who were close enough to yeah, see i was him. not into their shit at all no i, I just, well i don't yeah. i don't like scrum and the thing is so i've heard them on disc and i didn't like it but the deal is sometimes some bands their stuff just doesn't like translate to the disc yeah. for whatever reason or you know you end up like having a producer that you know ruins your idea whatever so like i wanted to see them because it was clear they knew how to play and like they had an idea, but right. No, it, it wasn't, it wasn't good. It's, it's again, it's one of those things. If you're into like new Gorguts and Geigen and artificial brain, you'll probably like this band, but like that's, it's, that's the thing. It's the New York city skronk metal thing. And it was really bad. And we left during their set because they were the last band and i was like i would rather go home and do anything except be at the show right now yeah yeah well at least it, the place didn't collapse we did not die no, there that, that was we not know our, of that, that, that we know it was not <laughs> it, while we were so there it, it was not my final when you resting die, place you just keep doing your podcast <laughs> no, no, it didn't collapse that we know nobody of. hears it and it never ends you just keep podcasding like you, think, you guys think we have enough for an episode well, let's keep going a little bit and and that just happens forever that's kind of cool i saw a meme the other day 
that was like no it, it, it's cool if your podcast is really successful because then you probably feel really good about it like people are gonna hear this and they're gonna think but if you're like just starting a podcast and you don't have a huge audience you're probably like i don't think about I that when i'm recording a podcast i think about Wait, that after matt are you saying this podcast is our dark carnival <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm saying this is... Is that a preview for an episode we should be doing very yeah, soon? we should. Uh, the, I, saw, I saw a meme the other day that was like, some days like you don't want to get dressed up or something, but then you think, yo, I might die today and this might be my ghost outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so then you take the extra 20 minutes. Like I, That's totally not how it was worded, but that was the spirit of it. Like, yeah, but for a yeah. juggalo, that means they like wipe the cigarette stain off it was, the not, it was not a juggalo <laughs> meme it was just but it's it's totally a juggalo thought <laughs> i i don't know i i was i've never thought about having a ghost outfit before because i don't spend too much time thinking about like stuff that's not real um but my ghost uh outfit. My, go, my ghost outfit, my ghost outfit. I, I just don't out. spend a lot of time worrying if i'm gonna die today like yeah, but I mean, like that, like uh, I, I feel like that's sort of a consolation prize for anyone who gets murdered at prom or on their wedding day. It's like you, you're <laughs> saying no, because I mean, how many the, the disproportionately high number of ghosts in 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 movies are in like dresses. wearing big yeah. white dresses? Maybe yeah, they're from uh, think, South Carolina, right? Or they're from which, like they're from like a very fancy era. Interesting fact about South Carolina. If you live in the state, you're four times more likely than the average American to be killed by your spouse. Really? Yes. What? How many times more likely am I to be killed by my spouse if I don't have one? <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that gay right, uh, prohibiting gay marriage was actually a health initiative. Yes, in South Carolina. <laughs> they, were, they were like, keeping, keeping the murder alive, rate down. Stay single, stay alive. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, I'd I'd be okay making fun of stuff forever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I close my eyes forever. All right. Anyway, um, Jazz Wolf. Jazz, Jazz Wolf. Jazz Wolf. Oh! <laughs> Just start the podcast with that. Yes. There it goes. Where are the wolves? Oh, <laughs> where yeah, my yeah. wolves at? <laughs> I mean, I went to UW. Like, where the huskies? It's like practically wolves. <laughs> this one doesn't even have a. It has like no wolves in it. It's the solo. <laughs> yeah, the wolves are there. They sit this. There you go. There you go. There yeah. You go. so much to what to the jazz to garbage jazz <laughs> it's really the only thing I, that makes that listenable <laughs> i cannot get over that line where she goes if the wilderness was polluted with smooth jazz musicians <laughs> oh yeah and that's the other thing you want uh, uh, on your jazz album is crickets <laughs> finish that solo <laughs> and then the crickets come in 